I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ho, ho, ho. But wait, it's March. Or possibly by the time you've heard this, April. It's a mess, but it's how it starts. <laughs> Welcome to Years and Years, a podcast where Laura Lex, who's who? Is me! And Will Duggan, who's who? Is, is you! Me. Yes, take a nice deep dive through history. Yeah, week by week, Laura and I take it in turns to... D- Talk about a year that's happening. This week, Laura is telling me all about a year. Laura, what year is it? Well, it's the price of a big pack of butter or something. It's twelve ninety nine. A kilogram of butter that I saw. A kilo of butter. Um, yes, twelve ninety nine. That's what we're looking at. How are you, Dilliam Wugwug? Still covered in eczema. Yeah, it's still. Oh, listen. One day you'll miss that eczema, will you? I don't know. Nah. In in 18 years, when she leaves home and the last of your stresses is done... You do understand that I, I'm actually covered in eczema. I've not, I'm not started referring to Daisy as eczema. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what we were doing. OK. She's, no, she's, I'm covered in her and she itches. <laughs> Fair. Um... Good. Listen, uh, 12.99, Will. Now, listen, I'm not going to say it's as good as the ones we've been doing recently. And some of that is my own fault for... Um, f- oh, no, Siri. Siri's just searching everything that I've said so far on the podcast. No, not interested. Um, some of that's my fault, so I just want you to know that. A, a big problem with this year... Is that a lot of the event... What are you doing? You're not going to believe me when I tell you. <laughs> where, where is it? You're not going to believe me. Um, you're stroking a mouse. I'm supposed to be going somewhere at 4.30 to check on something for work... But I've just received a text that I can't go and do that because, and this is the bit you're not going to believe, do you remember the band Cooler Shape? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, they've overrun and are in the space, so I can't go in because Cooler Shaker have gone over there a lot in time. Bloody hell, Cooler Shaker. Can you stop ruining Will Duggan's life, please? But see, do you believe me? I actually do, Will. I do. Well, Well, I was lying. Oh, uh, I wasn't you lying. Are you that, 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 no, that is the truth. Cool, yeah, Cooler Shaker are taking longer than they thought, so it might have to be Monday. I've replied to my friend Pete, no worries, give Cooler Shaker my best. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I guess we can run as long as we like in this episode then, which is good because there's so much going on. Um, I don't believe you. There, there was quite a lot. Here's the thing, Will, and I'm really sorry if this comes across as laziness on my part. It's not what it is. It's undiagnosed ADHD. But there was, there was a lot of events, um, especially in Asia, but it was a lot of battles that I think two years ago I'd have told you all about them. Yeah. But now we're in a stage of years and years where describing a battle that wasn't wildly different to the average battle is just not yeah. where we are anymore, you know? Yeah, also, basically, 700 years ago, some people did a thing, some some people died in horrible ways, and it wasn't the battle that finished war forever. It's just quite hard to talk about. Yeah, so... Not to be... No, that's too that's too deep. <laughs> that's what she said. Um so <laughs> not if she's with me. Twelve ninety nine is a sport yeah. bike made by Ducati. First introduced really in twenty fourteen in Milan. Whoa, your eczema just flared up red like an angry chameleon. <laughs> Is, is that true, though? Because my eyes were shut. No, it didn't. Oh, I, was just, I was doing a little joke about you stressing out because I haven't done one of these trickos in a while. Uh, yeah, you haven't, but I, I like these trickos. When they first started, I was like, for fuck's sake, get on with it. And then I realised that this is just part of the content. Just enjoy yeah. it, Will. Did I, speaking of trickos, by the way, did I tell you what... Have you heard what Ron did to me in last week's um, Lex Education? Tell me everything. He taught me a whole lesson about biology, right? About how antibiotics work and everything. And then at the end of every episode, we do a quiz. And then the last question on the quiz was, what is traditionally celebrated on the 1st of April, April Fool's Day? The entire lesson had been one big tricko. He just taught me... But it's not April Fool's Day. No, but it came out the week of April Fool's Day. It's April Fool's Day on Saturday. Oh, God. So he just lied to you? He just taught me a load of bollocks for an hour, and I sat there (coughs) and learned the whole fucking thing. Can you remember anything, any of the yeah. lessons he taught you? he told me that antibiotics work by, like, arming your white blood cells with little sticks for beating off bacteria. But why did you believe that? Because he made it sound... They haven't got arms! No, but They're he white said blood that they, like, fused together and it gave them more range. <sighs> right. It was just believable. I think that you are the stupidest clever person I know. <laughs> right he taught me all that and it's bollocks and then the next week when he had to teach me the right stuff and it was right he legit told me about one type of um antibiotic that the way it works is it makes a vesicle on itself which kind of acts like a cloak so it can hide itself and I was like oh so that is perfectly straightforward logical crap but telling me that like some white blood cells act like they've got like loads and loads of energy when they've had antibiotics that's not believable it was very believable I just think Will I don't know. I think you're a liar. Say that again, sorry, your internet broke up. Yeah, uh, so here's a bit of fun, Laura. Yeah? I've accidentally just started downloading a file you sent me. (laughs) And given the internet bandwidth that I have, possibly a terrible idea. Yeah, let's see if you hear anything Will has to say for this entire episode. Anyway, the Ducati 1299 is a sport bike first introduced in 2014 in Milan. It's named after a small manufacturing town called Borgo Panigale. 
Um, it's got 205 horsepower. Get this, Will. It can hit go from 0 to 100 miles per hour in 5.49 seconds. Sorry, did you say it's named after a town? Yes. I thought it was called the 1299. I think it's the 1299 Panagale. Okay, fair enough. I'm back on board. And it goes from 0 to 150 miles per hour in 9.62 seconds. Quite fast. And it has a top speed of 325 kilometres per hour. Too fast. That's too fast. Don't ever do that on any vehicle except an aeroplane, William. What about a rocket ship? No, you're not allowed on a rocket ship because space f- is stupid how- and scary. How fast do, like, cruise ships go? Two miles an hour. No, no. I think it's more than that. Well, nautical miles are different to land miles. Did you know that? Right, okay. I I think I did know that, but I don't know in in what way they're different. Oh, it's something about the sea. I don't understand. I think nautical miles are longer. Do you know what? It's something about the sea, (laughs) and that is as enough as you need to know. My dad did explain it all to me last week. I had to help my dad move his boat from the North Somerset coast across to Cardiff last weekend. However, because of the tides in the Bristol Channel, we had to leave on the 4am tide. Um, and so everything he said to me on that sail went in one ear and out the other as I sat staring off into darkness thinking, gosh, I'm tired. What did you have for your breakfast that day? Um, an eat natural protein packed peanut bar. Delicious. Yeah, I really like them to be fair. Um, when we got to Cardiff, we went to Bill's and I had the garden plate, big vegetarian, full English type breakfast, and that was very delicious. I made some mozzarella, chive and sweet corn savoury muffins yesterday. Very delicious. Yeah, very delicious. He's you having a good them. time a being a baker these days. He's just a cooking wizard. He is. Carry on, this bike, too fast. Um, No, we're done with the bike now. So, Will, I want you to imagine you're a year... Almost nobody is going to remember you from the second you finish until one day in March 2023 when two comedians who really should have given up on this project by now stumble across (laughs) you and decide to pull out your bowels and have a look at them. If you were that... Largely forgettable, yet here for some reason year. What day of the week do you think you'd have started on? Do you know what day of the week I think is, like, largely? Nothing good happens on this day of the week. A Thursday. It is a Thursday, Will! Ho-ho, boy! I love Thursdays. Why? They're rubbish. No, they're nice. You've just, you know, you've done the main bit of the week. You've got the weekend coming up. It's just low. Nothing's ever got a deadline of a Thursday. Yeah, it's neither one thing or the other. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, bit shit. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, bit good. Thursday, ugh, get rid. No, I like a Thursday. Yes, 12.99 starts on a Thursday. So, as I say, there's a lot lot of fighting happening on. We've basically, we've got the Mongols. They are big in charge of Asia at the moment. And in 12.99, they are um, invading India. So there are a Mm -hmm. lot of separate battles across Uh, India Um, and basically the Mongols invade Delhi um, which they're kind of successful and they're kind of pushed back and it's all very messy and that is what's happening 
a lot of the events were that, or they were like, oh, these Dutch king is fighting this German king, and oh god, I just couldn't be asked. If I'm totally honest. Fine. So I the event that I've honesty. gone for, I'm ignoring continents and continents worth of battling to focus on just one yeah. event, Will, which is okay. the creation the of Southampton Old Bowling Green. Oh, my God. <laughs> Situated on the corner of Lower Canal Walk and Platform Road in Southampton, it's the world's oldest surviving bowling green right ah crown green balls is it uh, i don't know and it was first used in 1299 <laughs> <laughs> so isn't that exciting well, what a i can't believe laura it's unbelievable yeah draw mackie yeah, i get it <laughs> she's very thrilled so the hospital of god's house this was a, a sort of pilgrim house, was founded in 1185 for people moving okay. between Winchester and Canterbury kind of thing. Um, and that was right sure. next to it. And then there was a green adjoining this sort of halfway house hospital type place. And that was established during the reign of Richard the Lionheart for recreational Oh, use. yeah. Um, so it had a little green there. And then it was first used for bowls in 1299. Well, that's amazing. That's better than any Mongol battle, isn't it? Yeah, I love Crown Green Bowls. I love Southampton. Yeah, who don't? Um, right, we're going to do... What should we do? We'll do your births, because then you, I think there's only one death, and it's a bit of a saga-y one, because it made me laugh. Okay. So, first of all, um, not a super interesting guy, but we love a nickname, don't we, Will? Yes. We've had loads. We've had Charles the Bald, Henry the Gross, Mecklenburg the Funky. But now, this guy, <laughs> Henry the Friendly. Henry the Friendly? Yeah. Isn't that nice? Uh, was he a king? Uh, he wasn't a king. He was the brother of a king. Um, he okay. was betrothed to his step-niece. Okay. A little bit icky, but also kind of not icky if it's step anyway. It's twelve ninety nine. Most marriages were icky. Um, yeah, and to be fair, most uh, pornographers at the minute really are reliant on the fact that step N is bad. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I only watched. Yeah, free your laugh gave you away, didn't it? Free range porn. What's free range porn? Ethical porn. What do chickens fucking? No, people that have consented rather than being trafficked, and they get paid properly, and women aren't like hit and stuff in it. Hmm. It's not what the sort of thing sure. you'd be into, but it exists. Anyway. Right. Sounds rubbish. <laughs> he was betrothed to his stepniece. Um, it sounds like she was all right with this match, but then, even though they were betrothed, they never what actually got doing, married. What are you doing, step-uncle? Oh. They never... Step-uncle, I'm stuck in the mangle. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Forsooth, step-uncle. Jesus. Um, he didn't marry her anyway. He married the Countess Elizabeth of Werneberg. Um, they didn't have any kids. He helped his brother. His brother also... They sound like a nice family. You've got Henry the Friendly and then Frederick the Fair. Decent. 
decent enough, yeah. brothers. He was the king, but then later on, after his brother was the king, they fell out with, I don't know, some other probable family and they got held Mia prisoner. the fit. Yeah, and he was taken prisoner. Jenna the sexy. Oh, Jenna. He was taken prisoner and put in such horrible conditions that he died at the age of 28. What, Henry the Friendly? Yeah. Oh, God, that's quite sad. I feel bad for doing all my porn stuff throughout that. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not for the reason of upsetting Henry the Friendly, just because you're a disgusting little rotter. I really do think Step Uncle I'm Stuck in the Mangle was a lot funnier a joke than you gave it. I just didn't really get it. Is a porn trope being stuck in a washing machine? Yeah. I thought it was like the washing machine being broken. I know that. I didn't know getting stuck in it. So 1990. So obviously, I don't, I, this is usually things I've heard from. So people. now you watch you, you know, watch porn where women are like got a foot. What what if she got like a foot stuck in the drawer or something? No, her head is stuck in the washing machine. How big's her fucking head? Well, the thing is, Laura, if you if you did pause it and have a look logistically, she could get out at any point, but she doesn't for the artistic <laughs> integrity <laughs> of the wank. Right. God, what a weird thing to wank over. Um, I don't. I wouldn't. <laughs> you do and you have. Anyway, so what are you I scribbling I am, right down? now, in my other tabs. Scribbling? I can hear you scribbling. Um, I was just underlining the word pescatarian. <laughs> so, um, Henry's born. We've also got the birth of a woman called Elizabeth de Comin, or come in, come in. Elizabeth to come in. Um, she Elizabeth is... de Cummins. That's what Henry the Friendly was doing in that mangle. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't want to fuck anywhere near a mangle. I don't even have a penis and I want to be careful with my penis near a mangle. Oh, mine just twins. Genuinely, <laughs> like, be careful. <laughs> it knows the word mangle. Uh, <laughs> so she's born to quite a powerful Scottish noble family. Um, and now, at this time, everybody, or just prior to this, I suppose, everybody's fighting Robert the Bruce in, in Scotland. In Scotland. Yeah. So her family seemed to have been on the other side of Robert the Bruce in all that fighting. Um, and then, like, around the time of Bannockburn and all that, her family basically have to flee Scotland. So she comes down to England... Um, and then all of her family seem to die. Her, well, her dad is killed by Robert the Bruce. He gets stabbed by Robert the Bruce. And then I think her uncle or whichever male was holding the family jewels um, away from the mangle. Um, that person dies. And so the women of the family inherit. Um, so she inherits lands and a castle. Um but, but the country is being run... I think it's Edward Longshanks, Edward II. He's in charge. Yeah. Um, Do you know how he died? Uh, I don't. Red hot poker up the bum. Oh, no. Genuine. Oh, no. So he doesn't sound like a very good king. And his best mates are called the Dispenser family. And they run um, a pharmacy. And Really good. <laughs> Really good. Um, they are kind of... Um, I don't know if you can imagine the country being run by, like, rich, out-of-touch people who basically let their mates kind of have free reign on contracts and taking what they want and just profiting. 
No, I can't imagine that. No, no, because because this was seven hundred years ago, so it's unlikely to still be going on now. But anyway, seven hundred and twenty-four years ago, exactly seven hundred and a quarter centuries ago. Um, So they they were basically wanting to take revenge on anyone who'd ever opposed them, and so they would often make a point of seizing lands that were relatively undefended. For example, land belonging to widows or so. Women. Yes, okay. So our Elizabeth de Cumming, she gets kidnapped. Okay, yeah. okay, I'm in. She gets kidnapped by the dispensers and she... Well, this is a little bit rude, I think. They kidnap her, but then they hold her prisoner in her own fucking castle. Like house arrest? Kind of. But like medieval house arrest? Yeah, and they force her to sign deeds handing over her castle to the dispensers and she has to hand over everything she owns and she also has to sign, like, a writ of debt which, uh, of a, like, m- major amount. I think it said it was, like, a 1,000 guilders or pounds or something, but that was, like, billions, basically. So it's, sure. it's all looking pretty dire for Elizabeth, but then Queen Isabella of France lands in England. She's actually married yeah. to Edward II, but... She She's decided she's not having it. She deposes him. Um, this okay. might be when he gets pokered. Um, and she knocks the dispensers off their perch as the rulers of the roost. And then um, I think that she has them put to death as well. Elizabeth marries like a baron or something, gets all her lands back, and the queen executes all of Elizabeth's enemies. So it works out for her all right in the end. Sure. Not other people, though. Just Just her, it seems. Well... Probably some... I imagine everybody that the dispensers upset and hurt, maybe they all got their stuff back. Yeah, that's fair. It sounds like we don't like the dispensers anyway, so don't worry about it. Well, they've been dispensing their goods at the end. Yes, and now we've dispensed of them. <laughs> Goodbye, ah. dispensers. Um, we've got um, we've got Akashi Kakuichi now. Um, okay. He's also born this year. Um, a blind monk... Who travelled about playing the lute? Okay. Yeah. That's so. I always wonder with these guys. You get a lot of this in the past. Like, obviously, people like uh, Stevie Wonder, for example, lives in the twentieth century. Where, and I'm sure, being uh, a person of colour and blind when he was born, it wasn't easy. But people. There were systems in place more so. I just think, how did these people, like, survive? Mm. Do you well, know what I, mean? I think like, he went... I think I read that he went blind in his 30s or a little bit older. I don't think he was blind from birth. Um, OK. So, basically, he's famous because there's this epic Japanese poem... Um, and I'm going to yeah. murder the pronunciation of this, so I'm sorry. It's called the, like, Haiki Monogatari. Okay. Um, I it's, it, the first word is spelt H-E-I-K-E, and I have no idea how you pronounce that in Japanese pronunciation. Is that Haika? I don't know. I, I, I don't know why I suggested it. Famously, I do not speak Japanese. No. Hey, speaking of languages, I was in the cafe the other day, and a couple came in and sat down and I went over and I was like, oh, would you like to order? And the guy's like, oh, I'm really sorry. We don't speak very good English. Mm. And I said, what do you speak? And he said, Italian. <gasps> I was like, well, pa- parlo un poco italiano. 
and uh, we did it all in Italian, and I got it right. Yes, well done, Will. You cool yeah. dude. Did your yeah, dick twitch when that happened too? Molto. Opposite direction to the mango twitch, though. Ooh, the mango uh, twitch sounds twitch. like a dance from the 50s, doesn't it? We're doing the mangle twitch, oh, and every boy and every girl running up the London road. They're all dancing in the streets. They're doing the mangle twitch. Oh, turn the handle and be afraid. <laughs> keep that out of there, boy. <laughs> Little girl in Covent Garden, keep your mangle away because we're doing the mangle twitch, oh. my boy. Doing the mangle twitch, oh. Jelly Deals. And, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, um, do interesting? Uh, when we do these records, yeah. I have to unplug my laptop because I have to put a external keyboard and my microphone in. So my battery just goes down as we record. I'm running out of battery. Um, and I'm, rather than just be quiet and let you get on with it, I decided to spend some time singing that song instead. <laughs> I enjoyed it so much during that song that I've decided to put this one out on the main feed instead of just Patreon. So, wow, okay. Just based on Doing the mango twitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so there's this poem, the Monogatari, which, and it, it chronicles a long feud between two wannabe ruling clans, and it's okay. still very famous today, and Kakuichi may have been responsible for the famous version of it that is known today. Um, so his okay. version is known as the Kakuichi Bon, um, and it was developed over a couple of decades and was written down, he sort of recited it to his pupil. I don't okay. know why my dog is going so mad today. Do you want to go and check on No, because it's all the uh, way downstairs and we've had to take the stairs down for the roof, so I'm just using a ladder and I hate ladders. Um, she's just going to have to shout for a while. Um, actually, I tell Fair you, it's school run time and she loves to bark at children walking past the house, so that's what it is. Um, like the child catcher. Yes, pretty much. She's the worst. Um, I'm sending you a link now, Will, because we're doing uh, the final birth is Henry II of Hesse and purely just for this sassy coat of arms. <laughs> Say what you see, please. Let's let's do it. Okay. Open the chat, for goodness sake. Uh, oh, Where oh have no, you sent I sent it? it in WhatsApp. Sorry, do you want me to send it in the chat? No, that's right. I've got it. I've got it in WhatsApp. Uh, let's have a look at Henry II, Landgrave of Hesse. Oh, hasn't he got a sassy coat of arms? So what we've got here is a rampant lion, uh-huh. for those who know their heraldry, um, claws and crown and tongue of gold, yep. but then the background is blue. The lion itself is split in white and red stripes, akin to the American flag, but my... Particular eyes, Laura, are drawn straight to the massive lion dick. The cock and balls, right in the middle of one of the red stripes. The cock and balls. Fantastic coat of arms, right? If you're sitting down with a heralder and saying, what do you want? Oh, I want want stripes, I want even colours. And then just if the very base of the balls and the very tip of the cock could be in a different colour to the main shaft... That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't think I read... I don't think it was very interesting, but I super enjoyed the sassiness of the coat of arms. Is he an interesting man no. outside of that? No. Great, fair enough. No, not even going to tell you a thing about him. Um, 
just just that. That's all I wanted to show you, Will. Look at this lion's ball onto the death. Yeah, sometimes it's a song about a mangle, sometimes it's just an image that will be up on the Instagram later with a big cock and balls. Um, Great. Yes. So we've got a death now, um, and uh, this is the death of Mech, Mechtilde. Mechtild. Uh, she was born Matilda von Hackborn Wipra. Um, yeah. And she comes from one of these families that I think if we'd been born at the same time as this family, we'd have fucking hated them, Will. Go on. Well, they're just a bit prissy and a bit good at everything, you know? Oh, it's my family, yeah. Like, if we were born in the same street as them, these guys were all becoming nuns and abbesses, and we'd have been, like, the dirty little snot kids next door. The blind little loop players wandering around. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, we'd have been the ones constantly getting our set of five houses into trouble. So, she's born... Really good but really good callbacks last week, though. Thank you. She was born in around 1240 or 1241, <laughs> so she lives for about 60 years-ish. And she was born to a very noble, powerful Thuringian family. Um, yeah. Now, it says... From Star Trek, the Ferengi. I'm not a nerd. I've never seen Star Trek. Also, I'm scared of space. I don't watch space-based things. Um, She was so fragile at birth that the people that birthed her were very scared that she was going to die unbaptised because she was a little sickly little bubba. And so they hurried her off to the priest um, Mm -hmm. and quick, get this baptised in case it pops off. And he is reported to be being a person of great sanctity. And then he baptised her and then had a look at her and then turned to the people that had brought her there and said, listen, dickheads, what on earth are you scared about? This child's not going to die. She will become a saintly religious in whom God will work many wonders and she will end her days in a good old age. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so she didn't die as a baby. How exciting. Now, this bit... Just this is a a crack in the past. What a nightmare moment! Because <laughs> I was reading this, and it said when Mechtild was seven years old, having been taken by her mother on a visit to her elder sister Gertrude, at that time a nun in the Cistercian monastery in Rodersdorf, she became so enamoured of the cloister that her pious parents yielded to her request and allowed her to enter the alumnate. Now, when I was seven years old, I was not begging. To, I was begging for a ruler and a snap-on bracelet not please can i go and be a nun it looked so great there also when i was soon as i was begging for a power rangers toys yeah and i didn't get them <laughs> like the fucking past man your day out was to visit your sister in the nunnery that she lives in and then life is so shit that your seven-year-old thinks being a nun looks like the best thing they've ever seen that's awful. I hate that. Fuck that. So she goes off to be a nun and she's super gifted. It says in mind as well as in body. So I think we can assume she's a fit nun. She's Julie Andrews, right? Sure. Um, yeah. Her hills are alive with the sound of... The hills in question are her boobs. Hey! Um, so she's a really good nun. Um, says she was very famous for her humility, her fervour, and the extreme amiability which had characterised her from childhood, and which, well, that's nice. like piety, seemed almost hereditary in her class. Anne. 
Oh, this fucking family. Wow. Man. Um, so she joins the convent. She becomes the headmistress of the convent school. Um, sure. She looks after the library. She's, like, illustrating scripts and books. You know when they used to do, like, a real fancy big letter at the start? She's doing all yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She... Do you know, I read, I read, I read it was so much more than that. You know, but all we know in this modern day is just... Big letter at the front, though, yeah? Yeah, that's what she's up to. She's writing her own texts. She's writing prayers. Um, She looks after a child as well. So this is... It gets a bit crossed over with another person here. So she takes on the care of a child at five. Um, This is a person that went on to be known as Gertrude the Great, who became, like, a big prophetic woman. Um, She was very... This Now we're back to Mechthilde. She was very musical. She was called the Nightingale of Health. What are you scribbling now? Nothing. I can I can literally Laura, hear you. Laura, scribbling. my battery's running out. We can't. Right, be... well stop scribbling then. Alright, I'll tell you what I was doing. Earlier on, before we were recording, I drew my vape on a piece of paper. I was just shading it in. Right. Do you think you could wait to do that just in case your battery goes? Because the scribbling is using yeah. up a lot of battery power to convey the sound to me. So she's gifted with a beautiful voice um, and she looks after the choir and she's great. Now, she basically starts having visions um, and hearing all sorts of God and Mary stuff. And she now she now gets obsessed with and I know the name Sacred Heart mainly from Scrubs, the hospital's name. Sure, the hospital. yeah. Yeah. I didn't really know anything about it other than that. But like being obsessed with Jesus's heart and heartbeat is like a big faction of religion. Well, you know that really nice church in Paris, the Sacré-Cœur? Yeah. Sacré-Cœur means sacred heart. And I kind of, I get that as a phrase, like sacred heart. Oh, it sounds really nice. I didn't realise people just physically got obsessed with the heartbeat of God. Yeah, and like, yeah they loved it, yeah. Well, anyway, wild. So she was real big into sacred heart stuff. Um, okay. Uh, she perceived Jesus... Had it all on DVD. Didn't even mind the ninth season, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, she's... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, In one vision, Mechtilde reported that Jesus had said, In the morning, let your first act be to greet my heart and to offer me your own. Whoever breathes a sigh towards me draws me to himself. So she's spitting out pearls of wisdom like that all over the place. Um, Do you remember that woman a few weeks ago who was sucking off Jesus? No, is this? Was she stuck yeah. in a washing machine at the time? <laughs> no, just get out! Oh, oh, step, Messiah! I'm stuck in the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> when was she sucking off Jesus? Like, just there was a nun who was. I haven't got the battery. To, it's a few weeks ago. <laughs> one of my little women was sucking off Jesus. What do you mean Let me. Do you know what? Um, what are you talking about? Historical woman. Jesus penis? That's my algorithm fucked, isn't it? I think it's improved, given half the conversations we've had today. Jesus penis. Uh, Yeah, people... Oh, what's her name? Woman who claimed she could taste Jesus penis. Unbelievable. I don't know, man. Well, I'm glad that you had that weird dream 
And thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. Delicious, back me up here. We definitely talked about some woman noshing off God. I believe you. I fully, fully believe you. What am I doing? I'm a father. What are you doing? You're a father. Um, okay. Anyway, um, so she... Yes. Now, it says here, at the age of 50... I really hoped she'd have a better ending than this, but it's it's garbage. But this is about as difficult as it got when you were a rich, brilliant nun. Um, yeah. It says, at the age of 50, Mechtild went through a grave spiritual crisis. And, and what kicked off her crisis, right? She just found out that two nuns that she'd, like, talked to a lot were writing down all the spiritual things that she was saying and just, like, writing down all of her clever, sacred heart and this dick tastes good stuff. Sure. Um, And so she was really, really troubled by this, so she prayed about it and then Jesus just said, well, why don't you write the book instead? (laughs) And then then it's fine, isn't it? So she did. Um, Right. What a a, a damp squib. Well, yeah, because, you know, when you, like, you read a little bit... Oh, I don't blame you. And it says, like, oh, she was a mystic and prophetess and 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 then went through grave spiritual trauma and all it was was someone was writing a book about her and then Jesus said, well, you publish it first then and then it's all fine, isn't it? So she did. She wrote a book. It's called The Book of Special Grace um, and um, she wasn't worried and scared at all after she'd written it and then um, it was made public and everybody loved it. Great, great fucking some people. I know, right? Privileged fucking life she led. Okay, your big finish. Uh, So I largely ignored a lot of the warring and stuff that was going on in Asia and um, Europe and all of that stuff. But the big finish, um, very quietly, on July the 27th, Osman I declares the Anatolian Principality to be independent of the Sultanate of Rum. Um, and okay. Osman becomes, uh, founds his own little empire and he becomes the first ruler. And that empire will go on to last until the 1920s. And the Ottoman Empire. Be known as the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, that's wicked. July that's wicked. 27th, 1299, right up until the 1920s, the Ottoman Empire. Huge big finish. What I love that year. we know what day it happened on. Like, you know, like yeah. so many empires and stuff, they just sort of blended into being out of the bones of other stuff. But this one you got. Nope. It was this day he declared that bit independent. Started very small, obviously, but that is it. That is the beginning of the Ottoman Empire. He'd had spaghetti hoops on toast for his breakfast <laughs> and he was feeling a little bit independent. Great year, Laura. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, lots of little itty-bitty bits there, weren't there? But do you know what? I think we've done enough episodes of this where it is huge war, war, war. I want to learn about... You know, prissy nuns. Yeah, and I gave you the prissiest of all prissy prissies. Um, Let's go forward in time a little bit, Will. Let's go to 1525 for your next year, please. Lovely. Well, thank you so much, Laura. Thank you, delicious. Thank you, everyone, for making this one of the nicest corners of the internet. Oh, it's beautiful here. And Um, um, we'll we'll kiss you you on the mouth next week. We will, yeah. Bye. Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.